Welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. Thanks for tuning in wherever in the world you are and a man who's on the complete other side of the world to me and he's ripping in. I'd say it's about midday over there, isn't it, AC, to break down what we saw at the Solheim Cup over the weekend. AC, thanks for joining me and, geez, what what a weekend of golf. Yeah, mate, you're right. It's midday here. It's obviously a pretty comfortable time for me being unemployed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a great time watching the Solheim Cup. Obviously, plenty of time on my hands. So I watched probably, I'd say, 80% of it. So a heck of a lot of golf um, consumed by me. It feels a little bit like I'm on school holidays at the moment. Like, don't have a car to go anywhere. So you just got to like, entertain yourself at home. Yeah, you get, and you're going to have to start doing chores around the house to get some money to go down to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually asked if there are any jobs I can do, but they keep saying no. So, yeah, a bit bored, but good. Um, and just before we rip into the week that was, I'm, we're sorry that we didn't get our Solheim Cup preview pot out. The the lads just days didn't, didn't line up. We were pretty disappointed about it because it is an event that we're really looking forward to and we're gonna we're gonna record the Ryder Cup line straight away so we don't have an excuse this week but AC where, where do we start with the Solheim Cup obviously a a tie but geez I I enjoyed everything that I did see the mm. coverage was pretty despicable on TV to say the least maybe just Hear your grievances about that before we get into the golf. Yeah, it was extremely tough. The thing that was the hardest was on the last day, they just showed the first hole for probably two hours. And then what so what happened is you're just losing track of all the matches that were ahead and they were obviously gonna be a big deal being tired going to the last day. And then also just the graphics they could have easily had a small box down the the bottom to show where every match is at but you'd find yourself just flicking through your phone the whole time trying to work out what was going on and it was really disappointing and I, the commentators were struggling with it too they got a feed from so sky sport it wasn't a sky sports feed they were receiving the feed from somewhere else so that's kind of where the problem lied i think yeah, it was really disappointing because the Solheim Cup is as big as it comes in the, the women's game. And, like, you're just going to watch this week and the, the Ryder Cup's going to be a completely different different ball game. It's going to mm. be pretty well run. I, I can guarantee they'll have the scores up regularly. And it's a, it's a massive shame because these girls, like, deserved everything. They, like... They turned it on golf-wise. The golf was, like, exceptional. And they've been let down by the broadcast. And I don't know who has to answer these questions, but there has to be some form of investigation. Like, it's it was disgraceful. Got to be investigation like, into this. Someone's got to be yeah, accountable. Just, someone's got to be held accountable. But, like like you said about the first hole, I, I, would, I would get to 
the golf course and be and I've hit, I feel like I've hit that tee shot twenty five <laughs> times. It's it's it was all you saw and it was jumping to and fro. I I I hated the the coverage and it felt like every time they cut to another hole, they were only showing putts. Like mm. you saw barely any shots into the greens. Yeah, that's so fair. And the other thing about it all is they didn't have the sound up. The sound wasn't working properly, so you couldn't yeah. get a gauge of the cheers from the crowd. And then all of a sudden they'd get it right, and you're like, oh, it's actually popping off. And it didn't really give mm. you that impression all the time. And the other thing is I I don't get to watch as much women's golf as I'd like because you just don't have time, right, between work and doing your own stuff. It's really hard to watch watch everything and but I'll always tune in for the majors and the Solheim Cup and a few of their bigger events but that's they've got to get it right when more eyeballs are on it and that's how you're going to get more people invested in the game learning about the more players and to get it wrong on the biggest event of the year for them is just a disgrace yeah and it's saying this with without knowing but it just it just looked cheap and it looked like they were taking shortcuts to, to save some money. And like if there's ever a time to put all your eggs in one basket and invest in a proper product, it's the Solheim Cup. And because the players were never going to let you down, like it was such a mm. good display of golf. Yeah, spot on, mate. Should we should we talk a bit about the golf? Yeah, mate. Where do you, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the... Maybe I'll start with my journey uh, sitting on the couch just parked up watching it on the laptop. I watched a lot of it. So Thanks. the Friday was interesting. No one really saw the ambush coming from the US being wow. four yeah. up through the first session. And then Friday afternoon, to be... I. I didn't enjoy Friday afternoon. The the wind was gusty. The greens got a little bit scuffed and the golf that was the only session where the golf wasn't good. It was it was a real struggle streak for all of them. It was like there was just bad juju going everywhere. Putt some short putts were getting missed. Gusty winds added to that and it was just tricky. And then Saturday and Sunday were just amazing. Just there was some massive moments. Leona chipped in on Saturday, and then there was the shank um, from Lexi Thompson, and then it's just the dream for this event being tied up going to the last day, and that didn't disappoint either. No, not at all. My my watching journey was a little bit different through the late hours of the well, the early hours of the morning, I should say at the. I was the same on on Friday morning. I didn't, ex- I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just kind of wrapped up. Uh, I was I was in a pub, a great establishment actually in in central Sydney, Hotel CBD. If you're ever in town, I'd I'd get down there. It's a great place to watch sports. So we just covered off the two preliminary finals on the Friday night in the AFL and the NRL, and I went up to the bar and I and I asked if we could get the Solheim Cup on the big screen. And they got it on and I just couldn't believe what I was saying. Just, I was like, oh no, like they're going to run away with this. And then 
I was like, oh no, my punts. I've I've played it safe and I've I've gone on a all in on a dollar eighty and 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 I'm gonna look like an absolute fool on my weekly punts. But yeah, I they just started so hey, well. Hey, that still missed though. That no, missed. I know. <laughs> that should be That's like a, a bit back. <laughs> that is unfortunate. <laughs> that is a tough, tough scene. But yeah, it was. I I didn't see that coming on the. Friday morning for sure and then obviously it was a bit late and I caught the highlights of the afternoon session and as you said it was a little bit tough to tough to watch one thing I did notice is yeah the golf on the whole was great but the the p- slow play was just mm. a little bit egregious I just I can't cop it and I have been firmly okay with with aim point but after this week i'm i'm i think you've you've won me over ac i think it's i think we need to get rid of it it was just so tough to watch oh yeah i i've never really liked it i don't like the look of it it's just so it doesn't sit right with me the way you can just straddle your line like that i feel like and also how close they stand to the hole. You're creating more wear around the hole. I just don't like it. It's not good. Especially yeah. when you get the caddies doing it as well. It just It's a lot of foot traffic. And doing it from both sides of the hole. Yeah, not good. Well, I'd love to know how you figure out whether it's a one or two percenter. I just... You can't tell me that you can do that kind of science with, with your feeling with through your feet there's got to be some margin for error there oh of course but it's it's not an exact science green reading is it but they it clearly works because it has turned around some people's putting max homer probably most notably so Mm. mm, it's it's hard to like i don't know how you'd ever police it i don't know you can't police it i don't think yeah it's just done unless you start putting people on the clock um i don't know but Anyway, yeah, uh, just got a couple of questions for you regarding kind of the stuff I saw at, at the Cup. Uh, thoughts on the music playing regularly, like the whole time, I, like, like I hated it. Yeah, I did too. We might sound like dinosaurs, but I just feel like it makes it feel a little bit exhibition-y when they have the music going. It feels like a love event. Yeah. I hated it. I, I this is the Solheim Cup. This isn't. I don't know, a weekend Ambrose at your, at your local. That's because that is what it felt like when, mm. I can cop the music maybe, on the first tee, but I also think like the atmosphere they had, the crowd they had, they didn't need the music. I thought, yeah, there would have been enough atmosphere, especially on that first tee as it was. Like a drivable par four with a big grandstand, you, you didn't need the music. The, the fans were bringing the atmosphere, and I just think the organisers didn't really read the room in that that way. Maybe have a designated, oh, I fucking hate party holes, but party hole. But um, There's yeah, no I, issue I, with I, a I party hole. I hated it. Well, I got no issue with a party hole. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know the old man. Where I um, the, yeah. They played a lot of Sweet Caroline, which also added to my annoyance. 
the other thing is actually on the coverage and the the music and all that stuff is on that last day they showed so much crowd footage there's eight matches going on I'm, i don't want to see these spanish people dancing i actually want to watch the golf here it was it was <laughs> interesting i just yeah you just saw limited golf this weekend yeah, but what we did see is the Lexi Shank, and mm. when she was asked about it, she obviously didn't didn't want to answer the journo's question. What do you think about her stance there, AC? I she thought just it was pretty really much completely off. brushed him. Yeah, there was nothing. There was no malice behind the question. He just literally asked kind of what happened, and all she needed to say was, "Oh, I had a tough lie." Ball was way below my feet. I uh, just tried to gouge it out, hit the hosel, you know. But she was so defensive. Yeah. It just it was not a good look for her. And I, I don't know. I don't know what she's like, but she, you'd hope she reflects on that and thinks that was dumb. Yeah, I don't think she will. Um, <laughs> got a hunch, but look, <laughs> yeah, and then just um. Stacey Lewis saying, like, oh, that was a terrible question kind of under her breath. Like, it wasn't. Like, that guy's there to ask those questions. And, fuck, like, Hunter Mahan muffed a chip in 2014 and got asked about it. And I, by all accounts, him and Alexia are similar sort of human beings. But I, I thought it was such poor form. I Like, yeah, the players don't have any right. Like, have – sorry, they have – have the right to not not answer a question and, and they can say or not say what they want. But I didn't think that was a question that you take particular offence to. Like it was about the situation of the match and it was a defining moment. Like I think if you're prepared to be in that competitive cauldron, you've got to be prepared to face the music mm. when something goes wrong. Yeah, 100%. And... You look at what Ram and Rory have been asked and had to answer over the last kind of year and a half. I'm sure they'd love to be asked about their golf. Yeah, for sure. But look, yeah, should we should we move over to who was hot and who was not kind of at at this week's Solheim Cup? Uh, yeah, who stood out for you, Alex? Well, I think. When it goes down in history and you look at the points scored for the team, it won't go. You won't see it. But Caroline Headwell, just that back nine heater on Sunday in her singles match, just ignited Europe. At that stage, when they were putting the score projections out, US were ahead. She was three down with six to play. Goes six under through the last six holes to win two up. It was some of the best golf I've ever seen. She was rolling in putts from everywhere. The shot she hit into 18, like yes, she was one up, but she had like, it's a par five for those that didn't watch it. She had the ball below her feet, and she hits this high draw three wood, which is so tough when it's below your feet, and hits it center green and just shuts the door down. I was so impressed with her golf. It was like you run out of things to say about it, actually. It was just amazing. Yeah, she's a little bit of an enigma, Caroline Hedwell. Like, doesn't really play in America, so you don't really see much of her 
kind of comes out of the woodwork every now and again for the Solheim Cup. Like, and this isn't the first time she's done this. Like, 2013, she went unbeaten at <laughs> at the Solheim Cup when they absolutely thumped the USA on American soil. It was, I think, it was something like 18-10. But yeah, just so impressive and. Suzanne Peterson just kind of held her back, held her back, and then just like she just unleashed chopped, the dog. She took the muzzle off and just took the leash off and just said, "Look, you smell blood, Caroline. Just go get it." And fuck, like it was oh. impressive. Just mm. yeah, just some people just thrive and and match play golf, and and she does too. Like she hasn't had a a great year at all on the let, like very average but just a surprise pick a lot of people who are new to following mm. kind of women's golf probably wouldn't have heard of her because she didn't play at the last Solheim Cup but yeah wow I, I was impressed with her too another I was impressed with Leona Maguire again uh she was phenomenal at the last Solheim Cup but just that those putts that she made, she chipped in. It was just she's a body barrier, man. Like, oh, she, I actually checked. She she just reminds me of a a woman who's grown up with like four brothers that just she'd beat up, <laughs> but she actually didn't. I checked. She she only had the one brother. I think she's just an absolute dog. Everyone had like the Ray Ban look sunnies on, and she had the wraparounds. Like she was. Yeah, not there to business. fuck spiders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those those when when you've got the cricket sunnies on and everyone's got their designer lenses, like you you mean business. You're not here to fuck around. I I noticed that too, and she just yeah, like playing the potentially well some of the hottest property in in women's golf and Roseang on the last day and just just butchered her like plain and simple just yeah and like it's not like rose even played that bad it was just fuck it was a clinic yeah, there was, and there's one shot early on in, yeah there's one shot earlier on in the back nine and rose hit one to oh, eight feet and it felt like oh she might turn the match and then she just steps up and hits this iron to like three feet it wasn't a wedge too it was like a long iron i was like man that's that's some serious stones yeah, it was. Yeah, she was impressive and like had a little bit of a, a rough kind of start, but geez, she she hadn't actually lost a Solheim Cup match in, until this week, and geez, her records, her career records, going to be looking pretty impressive. And oh man, if she keeps this up, like she could go down in the record books as one of the like proper proper legends of the Solheim Cup. I just see her having that kind of ability yeah mm. no i think it's spot on another one obviously was the local Zaganda. the way she came back from that shank on 15 was mm. unbelievable like everyone everyone knows if you hit a shank the next shots with an iron can be so difficult steps up on 16 hits one to three feet after nelly had hit one to like six feet maybe and then just shuts the door on 17 by stiffing another iron shot. And I think being 
being in a home Solheim Cup can be like it's obviously an amazing experience, but it can also add pressure. But she won f- four matches, so it obviously didn't affect her at all. She thrived on it. Yeah, she was super impressive. I think you've covered it pretty, pretty well. And just one person from the the other side of the ledge, I want to mention is we've already talked about her already. But Lexi Thompson played really well this week. She won three of her matches lost one and like had been in like put it plain and simple just terrible form of late like i think she's missed eight out of her last 10 cuts on the lpga tour like she has really really struggled this season and to kind of come in to the pressure cooker shows kind of what sort of quality player player she is and maybe this will like free her arms up a little bit going forward because you know it's a far more entertaining product when Lexi Thompson's playing well. Absolutely. I hope the press conference doesn't deter from how well she played because she put on a clinic for the most part if you if you take away that chip on 18. The, yeah, the other sure, one sure. from the US side is Megan Kang. She obviously took down Lynn Grant on the last day, which is a big scalp. She, she didn't really give Lynn a chance. Lynn played pretty well and she did manage to take it down to 18, but Megan Kang kind of always felt like she had that under control. And she won three and a half points. So she didn't lose, actually. She had three wins and a half. So great week for her. Yeah, she she was exceptional, actually. And do you want to talk about some people that stunk it up now? Who laid an egg this week for UAC? Um, the one for me is Celine Boudier. Yeah, she had a real shocker. She she didn't she didn't get a point. She was probably one of the players that Europe were banking on. She was their top ranked player. And then she opted to sit out, from my understanding, a couple of sessions. Disgraceful. Yeah. I, doesn't sound I've like someone I want to go to war with. Yeah. Yeah, well yeah, you, you you can't opt out when you're in the trenches. I no. I don't think <laughs> I don't think the French were opting out in 1942, Celine. So I just, yeah, I, I was really disappointed because she's played so well this season. She hadn't lost a Ryder Cup match, or, or sorry, a Solheim Cup match. And yeah, looked off. Like, you, you don't know why she's opted out. She might be injured or something because it doesn't, it does kind of sound a little bit out of character to me. And I don't know if they've been. It's been confirmed that she did, in fact, opt out. So, I've, I've just, I have heard that too, though. I see. So, like, mm. smoke this fire. But yeah, she was disappointing. Charlie Hull was disappointing this week. Only one. She wasn't only one point. Hundred percent though. Yeah, we yeah, forgive her for that. Like it was. It was a shame because imagine her just ripping fist pumps and firing the crowd up. She would have been awesome if she was at her best. It was a shame. She managed to get a point, though, so... Mm, she did. It's not like she completely stunk it up, but she's a fighter. No, and just a, yeah, a couple from the American side that I want to talk about is Rose Zhang, and only... Well, she only got half a point this, this, uh, this time round. Her first time round, to be fair. But, yeah, just... 
Is she the killer we kind of thought she was, or is it just far too soon to tell she's 20? I personally think way too soon to make any judgment yeah. on that. Yeah, okay. I think That's, also it would have been yeah. a big, it's been a big sort of three or four months for her. She's mm. con- contended in majors. It's, I think there's a bit of a feeling out period probably, I'd say. Her putting's yeah. really shaky. I'm not a golf coach, but when I watch her putt, there's not that acceleration through the ball that you see from the good putters. She, mm. It looks very slow. It, it just looks shaky. Yeah. It, it looks like there's a little bit that can go wrong there, but uh, do you think with like a very similar kind of career trajectory to Ludwig, do you think we can maybe read into how, how Rose played this week and maybe see what Ludwig produces and and be able to compare and take it away from each other? Or am I just really overanalyzing that? I think Ludwig will have a good week. We can get onto it on the Ryder Cup podcast. But the difference yeah. is Ludwig's got a three or four more years on her age-wise, which True. I think yeah. I think back to when I was 20 versus now i guess and you do grow up a lot in that time in some respects for sure um i just had one more for me that i thought was disappointing was lily vu only one and a half points three losses Jeez, world world number two the top ranked player in the at the solheim cup just played well on on sunday but yeah, it was up until then. It was, yeah, it was pretty mediocre from someone who's won two major championships this year. Yeah, for sure. It's a funny one that sometimes your top dogs don't do as well in the kind of team, the more team element of it, and then you see them just take care of business in the singles. Like she was never losing that singles match. No, she was ultra completely ultra blew her off the park. Hey, one thing I want an apology for is you okay. saying that Maya Stark was a 10 handicap. Oh, oh, that's just rubbish. She's, I she's said actually that, I said that serious... off the record. <laughs> <laughs> she's a seriously good player. Yeah, well, if I'd said that publicly, I'd, I'd apologise. AC's got me while I'm vulnerable. I'm, I may have said that when I was when I was watching the opening uh, opening foursomes after about, I don't know, 10 pints. So, you know, I don't know. I don't so, know if it was probably my most educated take, but look, yeah, I'll, I'll apologize. I was obviously wrong. <laughs> 10 handicap is a fucking big spray on someone playing in the Soul Cup. So, no, she, she's not. She, she came right after that as well. That's big of you. <laughs> what do you think of the whole retaining thing? Are you happy with how it all went down? Yeah. Perfectly happy. I I think if it's like a heavyweight boxing belt or something of that nature, I, I think if you if you hold the if you hold the title you gotta have it one off you. It's a bit like what my blue boys are going through at the Hillary Cup. Like we we know that we're gonna have to get to Rotorua next year and, and we're gonna have to win that Hillary Cup. It's mm-hmm. it's just I think you should have an advantage if if you won the 
the previous one. It's it's and it's kind of no different to now that the you know the the Bleeders Low Cup is uh two matches. It's if you if you half that well if you win one apiece, which happened last year, and or was there a draw last year? I don't know. My rugby union knowledge sucks, but I, I think it's I'm not it's sure. The same, same I, I get the point, and I completely agree. I see there's a few Americans that are a bit salty about it on well, social obviously. media. Yeah. yeah, but also the that's kind of the way. Like I think if basketball always goes to overtime. They they, they want to always see a result in the sports they mm. play, but I I don't think I think you should deserve an advantage if you win the event before. Yeah. Speaking of the Hillary, there was some gimmies that definitely would have been given at the Hillary. I couldn't believe a couple of them. Yeah, did you I, see I any of them? That, yeah, I I saw a couple, but do you want to run us run us through the ones you're oh, talking about? There was a couple on Sunday singles when, as we know, it was in the balance the whole day, and it was from the Americans giving the Europeans, oh, I'd say three feet, just over three footers to to win their match. It was insane. Um, and mm, yeah, the other, you know how. <laughs> It's hard to describe, but I feel like people can relate to this. There's like that spot from two and a half to three feet where the two and a half, it's a clear gimme. It's like, I'm not going to miss that. And then three, it's like, you can definitely miss those. And they were missable. Like they were, and the TV always makes, yeah, I, it was insane. And I wouldn't be surprised if I was a captain of the US, I'd be saying girls, that was we need a bit more dog in, in you than that. Like you've got to got to make them win the yeah. match. I just think if there's, from my perspective, if there is any doubt, make them putt it. Like, mm. especially for the win, and it, they would be so nervous standing over those short ones, even though they're professionals. You've you've got to allow for that too. It's not yeah. it's not Friday morning of this event. It's the last day. Especially if like that ball has to leave the hole, like mm. oh yuck, like yeah, especially like you said when it was in the balance. But mate, we, do you have any any other takeaways from the the Solheim Cup, or should we get stuck into a playoff holes? No, nothing from me. I think I think we've covered it all. Yeah, what a what a great week and. I can't, they they go again next year, which is great. So we're gonna be, get back to back years, and hopefully they pick up their buck up their ideas with the with the coverage. Mm. It's in America, so it'll probably be a far better product. But you want to do think, it quick around actually, the grounds? Yeah, I do. I the one other thing actually, I've just thought of it while you mentioned it is, I think that they can get better at covering these team events in general. Maybe some split screens. It's really hard to follow everything and. I'm not sure how you do it, but I I think even just that small screen in the bottom for some parts of other matches going on would be ideal. But again, that costs money. But hopefully, we can see something like that this week. Yeah, and or, it can be applied to the Solheim Cup next week. Well, or two channels like I don't know, mm. like they do with the majors. Like I know the Ryder Cup and in Australia already have like so they have a dedicated channel all week to Ryder Cup coverage from like 
say it's it's Tuesday today, so they might be showing the 2012 Ryder Cup film, yeah, maybe alive from the Ryder Cup, etc. But they they also have feature group coverage, which kind of rattles me because you don't know what the pairings are, but they've already got mm-hmm. that advertised to run concurrently with the with the just regular coverage. So you're going to get two channels, and I'd imagine, yeah. It, like I don't understand why we can't get that with the Solheim Cup, but like you said, it's it's all money driven and yeah, it, it, it's disappointing. But I'm hoping for a better product visually this week at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And so, in terms of around the grounds, it's just the one ground. Um, there was the Charles Tour event at the Mount this week, and Jane Ford won by eight shots. Finishing at minus 24, which is pretty rude. That's some ridiculous scoring. But just a guy who's got a lot of potential. He's only 20. He played in the Junior President's Cup team. He he went out first in the singles in the Junior President's Cup team last year, which that's where you send your dogs. Um, and qualified last year for the USM, number one. Unfortunately, he bowed out in the first first uh, round that year but he's just I think there's a lot of potential there and you don't want to like golf so hard you can't take anything for granted but he could be a young young superstar for NZ golf we got a baller on our hands do we 24 under around the mount's pretty ridiculous yes but I just think even if you're competing internationally like I think New Zealand's obviously quite a, a small small kind of talent pool for golf in the big scheme of things. But the fact he's there's a few of them at the moment that are competing in the US and playing really well is awesome signs going forward. Well said, mate. And yeah, fantastic to hear and hopefully some good stuff in the pipeline for, from him. But we'll kick off our, our playoff holes now and we'll start with teeing off AC on your UK adventures round. Are you in Exeter? Where, where even are you? Yeah, I'm in Exeter. Okay, so nice. About two hours. It's been so nice, I must say. I I feel healthy again. I've just been a bit of yeah. bit of um, a bit of fresh cut grass smell, which has been outstanding. I'd miss that smell. Um, it's been the a nice breeze. It's been about eighteen degrees. It's been quite quite pleasant. Home cooked meals, and since I'm unemployed. Yes, yeah, exactly. As as you know, when you're traveling, there's a lot of buying food and a lot of nights out. So I, I feel back to 100% now, which is good. And since I'm unemployed, so, I'm so bored that I just go for a run a lot more regularly than I normally would. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, in Do you terms have of teeing off, <laughs> off, the tangent, um, the just some of the Warriors fans – after the game, um, you and me are obviously been hardcore Warriors fans from basically day dot, but just some of the behaviour I've seen, calling the NRL corrupt, acting like there's this conspiracy against the Warriors is really frustrating and frankly quite embarrassing. I don't, I don't want to be associated with those people because it was a bad, like that Ford pass was horrific. Like there's no sugarcoating that but just acting like it's some agenda against the Warriors really annoys me because it just isn't it was just a bad mistake Mm. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and it, it, it's a bad look on the club. Exactly. Just, just constantly. The NRL like, aren't corrupt. Corrupt is such a corrupt is such a bad word, and it's also like it's very degrading. I I don't yeah. like it. Organize organizations in this part of the world are not corrupt. Like it's like I can't actually explain how like hard it would be to be like a corrupt organization. Unless and you're also, at, it's like, in the NRL's best interest for the Warriors to do well. For sure, a massive untapped mark in New Zealand. I, I, it's just really, it's uneducated and it's it's based on emotion. It's not, it's not what I want to see. Anyway, that's me done. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, my team off this week is uh, people who wear um, hoodies in public. So, oh. you know what? Like you, if those of you that don't know, like potentially been living under some form of rock, those hoodies are those like big hoodies that are like double as like blankets. They're humongous. You kind of look like a Eskimo. Or something, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I just can't cop those in public. And I saw one, as as all our listeners know, I'm a public transport merchant, loser cruiser, one hundred and one. So I saw this guy. He was in like a nice set of jeans, nice set of shoes, and he was wearing an hoodie. And yeah, okay, like oh yeah, maybe like nighttime. It had been thirty five degrees that day. Oh. Like, it, and it was like, yeah, it was a little bit later at night. It might have been, I don't know, 26. It was, I was shorts and a t-shirt. Like, yeah, just hoodies in public. I think like, yeah, if you want to wear them around the house, I can cop that. But as, as soon as you wear them off your property, you should be allowed to be slide tackled by members of the public. <laughs> yeah, I, it's basically going, the whole going in the supermarket in your pyjamas sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's pretty much the same thing, yeah. Yeah. And no, no good. I did, yeah, I did have another one. Just the American fans, I just, I hate them. I think the like their chants are not creative. They're just loud and disruptive, and I just, I don't like them. It, it's not the to me. I don't the Solheim hate, Cup. Yeah, and, and sorry, in the context of the Solheim Cup, but also just. In general, like, so you look like at the like mashed NFL potato and games. The... like, yeah, that shit. Like, cut that out. Like the yeah, light the candle. No, like, <laughs> fuck, yeah. Um, even, even at like the, the football games and the and the basketball games. Like, I'm a big fan of American people, but when they're at sports games, they turn into pelicans. On the whole, okay, I might be, okay. you know. Do you even watch football and basketball? I thought you hate. I hate basketball. Yeah, I do. I oh, I don't mind. I don't mind football. I'm a I'm a Cleveland Browns man, but I yeah, I hate basketball. But you, whenever you see it, you know, um, come up. But that's okay. The the Solheim Cup made that made that come up, and then I watched a couple of old Ryder Cup films, which were just Medina was horrific. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, to... but like they do the they do their job. Like if I was playing, they had to get under my skin. So like I suppose, yeah, you can take it whatever way you want. But yeah, okay, yeah, I don't have a strong 
strong opinion. I do think the the get in the hole, the mashed potato, some real carry on. But apart from that, I don't really see any issues. Well, mate, we we're starting to get to the end of the pod. Any any final thoughts? What's on the agenda for AC this week? Apart from firing off a few more CVs, honestly, not much. It will <laughs> the weekend. Me and Swanee have a place for two weeks. Actually, moving on Saturday, but there won't be much value from me. Swanee's not a big golf fan, but I'll be I'll be parked up watching Ryder Cup. There won't be much going on from me. Yeah. Fair enough. I've I've got tickets to the NRL Grand Final. I was pretty pretty hopeful that you know I'd be watching the Warriors there, but it wasn't to be. But it's going to be a great game nonetheless. Long weekend over here, so first uh, competitive game of cricket in a, in a in a long time for me since maybe early January when I briefly went back on loan to to Hamilton. So um yeah, it's 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 been a while since I've played cricket. My last game was actually against AC. So yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm, right. I'm good luck mate. To, Go to well. Hope you get a few. Yeah, well, hey, me too. So cheers for tuning in guys and look we we'll catch you on on Thursday for our Ryder Cup preview. So keep your eyes peeled on Spotify Apple and as always like subscribe and and have a good week. We'll catch you guys next time. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too sick for your home?